Hey, it's your man, DJ Wig. In this episode, we're going to revisit a previous episode. Yep, it was one of our, I guess, most listened to episodes. But one that deserves a, a second listen. It's going ahead and making that generational wealth. Hope you enjoy. Time now for the podcast you've grown to love. It's All That Ish. With your boy DJ Wig. The crew. And, uh, real quick, let your man DJ Wig, aka Amazing, aka To Be Amazing, and uh, man, we we about to do this podcast thing. Before I go around the room and introduce everybody that is on this particular podcast, uh, let me just tell you what we are going to be talking about today uh we're going to be actually talking about uh building generational wealth um and while we're not going to go too much into how it's done uh we do have dr brooks on 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 the uh podcast who's going to be sharing some stuff with us about how you how we can get some of that that dough started for not just us um but for our generations to come as well um like I said, quickly, before I go around the room, there was an article written in uh, CNBC online that talked about uh, generational wealth and some of the, uh, I, I guess you could call them hardships that minorities face when trying to build it. Um, the median annual wage uh, for black workers is about 30% lower than that of white workers. And according to a uh, McKinsey and Company report, um, they found that 3.5 million of the country's black households uh, have a negative net worth due to debt. Uh, in addition, black households generally start with less family wealth. Uh, McKinsey estimated that $330 billion was the disparity between black and white families in the annual flow of new wealth with 60% of that coming from inheritances. So in the, in, uh, on the podcast, I, I, I kind of mentioned, uh, Dr. Uh, Brooks's, yep. Uh, AKA nostrils. I mean, uh, excuse me, my bad. <laughs> That's a conversation we was having. We were having earlier. We ain't going to go too much into it. I know he's going to pay me back some, some way, some, somehow in this conversation. But <laughs> oh, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. You know what I'm saying? We got we got my man Dino up in here. We got uh Henny Love from up above, also known as Dom. Uh and I don't know if anybody else came in, but there's there's possibly more people coming in, in the room uh while it's going on, and that's all good. It, we we real loose around here, uh pause. Uh so that's how that is. <laughs> <laughs> Put these these pause codes that you are talking about. Pause. These... <laughs> so there's that. Uh but yeah, so generational wealth, man. Um shoot, let let's just go in on this, man. Thoughts on, on it. Let's let let's 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 get it. Don't everybody well, jump in at once. Who's scared? Who baby Dr. This? Brooks? Hey, I'm I, I'm dying to hear Dr. What? Brooks. Y'all, y'all are killing me with this Dr. Brooks thing. Okay. Let's go. Um but I'm gonna be a doctor, damn it, when it's all said. Claim it. Um, won't he do it? Hey, you, you wouldn't believe the the degrees I'm working on all at once. I'm a psycho with this thing. I don't know. What do you guys think is generational wealth? Uh, what is wealth? Period. What is being rich? What is having money? I remember when I was, I had a little paper route when I was a kid, and I think I had like $200 in my 20s. And I had fanned it out and taken a picture, and you couldn't tell me I wasn't rich at that point. I had like 200 bucks. So what is wealth to, to anybody? Because I think that's a relative question. Yes, sir. Well, well I, Doc, I think you said it. You know, what <laughs> is wealth? 
I, I think that, um, you know, we Aries, we talked about this, you know, just kind of going off and becoming entrepreneurs and, and what is to be really wealthy? Well, you know, we, we didn't start out wealthy, so we didn't have that, that jump start that you look at a lot of other people who are wealthy um, that they have. But we were talking about the freedoms that we have because we are entrepreneurs. We run our own businesses. You know, in my opinion, that is a form of wealth that you can't necessarily monetize. Um, so, so what is it? Well, for me, you know, it's, it's the, the, the peace of mind to know that, I mean, I make enough money. I'm comfortable. I'm not rich, you know, but, but I'm comfortable. I don't owe anybody anything. What's mine is mine. And now I can set my children up to not, co you know, go in debt because of the, the, the processes that we have set up. So, I mean, I, I, you know, that to me, that is a type of wealth. I think, uh, honestly, I'd have to go along with you on a lot of what you said and and say that wealth is is different than 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 having money. All right. Wealth yeah. is yeah. wealth is something you can you can pass along to anybody, not just, you know, uh, your family, you know, once you're dead and gone or anything like that. But um, you think about people who are in positions to to make things happen wealthy people can make yeah. things yeah. happen without dropping yeah. a, a single cent you know what i mean they just the, it, it might be in who they know it might be those connections that they've made along the way um it could be those their ability to get services um and access i, I think that's that's wealth and to be like i said that 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 option, that ability to sit there and pass that along to whoever you want to pass it along to, that that's what being wealthy is about. Not so much strictly, not just strictly bank account, not strictly numbers, because because sometimes that can just go go in the wind and it's it's a wrap, it's over, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I think a good uh, a a good lesson was when COVID <clears throat> hit. And you see people, you know, a lot of my clients uh, have have a lot of uh, investments and you can kind of see them, you know, going crazy over what's going on with the stock market once COVID really kind of, you know, came into play. Um, uh, you know, honestly, a couple people I was thinking they should be on suicide watch. You know, to me, you have all wealthy if you're worried so much about. Hey, you know, not to, not to be rude, man, but hey, I don't know. It for me, COVID, it, it I'm not gonna say it, it it leveled the playing field because honestly, it it didn't. It just increased the disparity, but it it gave they it gave some folks a a wake up call, a reality check because here it is. Yeah, some folks were not wealthy. <laughs> And they were thinking that they was they was doing some big things, and they were like, "Nah, nah, nah, no, you ain't," you know. And it just yeah. it just COVID shook them. them. Yeah, COVID was a taught them some lessons that they would have you know would wouldn't have understood you know what they really don't have you know, and a lot of it had to do with health. Oh yeah, yeah it man. did. It introduced some people yeah. to some ramen noodles yeah. too, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like real talk. They like, what is this spam stuff that you speak of? Yo, oh here, you, here it is, right here. Here it is. Get some. Yeah. Okay, so check this out. Check this out. Check this out. When you talk about generational generational wealth, you have to think about this. Most it's education in my eyes. Most people do not know how a dollar works. They don't understand why a dollar works, what it does, or any other currency. If you get a dollar, you know, inflation in August was like 5% and some change. 5% in August. And I was explaining this to my partner the other day. If you took a dollar and put it in the bank on one, or on, on the, at the end of July and got it out at the beginning of September, your dollar was now worth 95 cents. At the same time, Something that cost a dollar in that time frame now costs about a dollar oh five. You have a 10 cent disparity in how what your dollar can do for you. So 
anybody who don't understand how money works, especially in this country, already operates at a damn deficit. Well, you see, right. So when you talk, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, well, I was just going to say something about that point because in that article that I mentioned uh, earlier, and it's funny that you say that folks don't know how um, to to deal with money and know the importance of a dollar. It's because we're not talking about it. Now let me let true. me let me Very talk about true. this this article again. While only ten percent of Black Americans discussed the stock market growing up, thirty seven percent talk about it now according to this 2020 Ariel Schwab Black Investor Survey. Now, in comparison, 23% of white Americans had the conversation growing up, and 36% still talk about it now. We don't talk about this thing. And so now our, our kids, now I've had I've had the discussion with my kids about the stock market, and look, I'm showing them what I'm doing, you know, on different yeah, things. Yeah. And as soon as they get of age, they jumping in these different things or whatever, whatever. But a lot of people don't talk about it. Now, on the flip side of it, and this ain't no knock at you, Dom, but, <laughs> but, but folks got the latest J's like, what's good? You know what I mean? I mean, that's crazy. For the price that you paying for a pair of shoes, like you could invest in something, drop two hundred on some stock and let it do something. At the end of the day, right. there's still that that that's gonna still be there. The Jays will have a crease in the toe, and it's a wrap. But well, the, but <laughs> you know I ain't lying. <laughs> but he had a plan, right? He had a career. And a pension and all the oh other no, stuff no 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 spouse. Yo, no 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 Dom is on the on the thing he's on something else he's taking care of everything else and this no is that's what I'm little, saying so he can have that yes the he problem can. is it ain't how many black people in this country I don't know what are we like thirteen percent a few hundred million so let's let's look let's just say it's ten million black people he's one the problem is. Half of them are doing what he's doing, but it's only like 2,000 that can actually do what he's doing. Yeah, And that's the problem is everybody's trying to be him and they can't be. It's, you know, it's like the whole professional athlete thing, right? It ain't going to be but so many players that make it onto an NBA roster. But if you go to high school basketball, there's hundreds of thousands of kids playing high school basketball, but only one of them is going to make it to the pros. Yeah. So... When we talk about wealth, first it's just understanding how the money works. And like you said, people are talking about it more, including me. You want to know what, what my generational wealth plan I was taught growing up was? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus going right. to fix everything. Put everything in the collection plate. That's your generational wealth. Jesus. It's true, though. That's I know that's, that's what makes it, that's why I'm laughing. That it's, line of thinking still continues today. Yeah, it does. You, you, uh, absolutely, that that your that your your belief is going to save you, and that's it. And 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 Nick, you bring up a good point because we what we don't really talk about, and, and we hit on this last last week, guys, a little bit about how we uh, uh kind of take our values, how we teach things like value. What are what are we telling people nowadays? If you look at pop culture, you know, everybody wants to flash cash. Everybody wants to, to get that new ride. Everybody wants to have these Jordans, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But are we talking about how you get them? Are we talking about what's really important? There's nothing wrong with having the things that you want, but we got to talk about having the things that you need. And that's, you know, we when we talk about generation, how are we setting ourselves up? How are we setting our kids up? How will we set up? So you're right. What is wealth? You know, for a lot of people who don't have anything, having that pair of Jordans is wealth. I think that's that you, you know what I'm saying. Stuff, though. They want. I, I think the the it, it, the wanting to have that look of wealth. Everybody <clears throat> aspires to have that, and it's not just the the kids out there that are doing the whole Jordans Jordan thing. It's it's the <clears throat> the young adults who are are trying to get the expensive watches and stuff like that so they could kind of fit in in different crowds and have that appearance of wealth. They have the the uh, the fancy car. They have the house that is, is nice on the outside, but they only got stuff in three rooms because they can't afford to fill the rest of the rooms with furniture. It, you, know, right. you know what I'm saying? That's right. But, rich people, but legitimate rich people don't dress like that. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. There's but no see, need. That's, guys, but that's what I mean, though. 
that illusion for so many people equals success, right? The illusion equals a success. Now, we know better than that. You know, I think we're all, you know, for the most part, like-minded. And and I think our life experiences teaches us those things. What about that generation behind us? That illusion is everything, right? You know what? So so now, that's what we mean. Well, what is it to be successful? What is it to be wealthy? Well, for some of them, that illusion is it. And they don't understand that ain't going to last. Well, the, for me, the sad part, and we talk about the illusion, but I, I would argue that the generation before us, as far as the look of the look, um, because, and, and maybe the generation before the generation before us, and meaning like our, our grandparents, I recall like my grandfather having a nice brim. You see what I'm saying? Walking out the house with slacks yep. and a nice button up, like it, it, like on another level, having having the the uh, watch that had the chain on it and, and that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like it was on mm-hmm. it was on something else. Like you know, like dang, that looks good. That looked like you might have a little bit of money. And the way the pride in which they took and how they look surpassed what we do. You got guys that yeah. are getting out of Ferraris right now. Because they have that money and they get out that thing in a polo shirt and some raggedy shorts. For me, I'm like, okay, that dude got some money. The wrist game, he got a nice watch in the mm-hmm. wrist game. You see yeah, his vehicle. Yeah. He don't have to do all the big old diamonds in the ear and this, that, and the thing. And, and the third, we will sit there and, and, like you say, jump on that illusion. And now at the end of the day, there's nothing to give your kid. Like nothing. Right. <clears throat> right. Right. And as uh, like I said, man, that's I think that's society, you know, that that's us as parents. You know, what are we really pushing as far as, you know, creating generational wealth? You know, are we you know, I, I got a cousin right now, you know, and he, he is that guy. He's like, man, look, I got this, this, this and this. But if all that stuff goes away, he has nothing. Right. And he doesn't. And, he, and, and unfortunately, he doesn't think of himself any more than what he presents to the public you know and and it's and it's a shame you know i can talk to him all day long but you know what his parents didn't talk to him about these things his friends didn't talk to him about these things and to to him that's more important than what than what i know yeah so so like i said man it 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 comes down to you know what are what do we call success you know let's 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 get rid let's not even talk about the word wealthy right now okay let's talk about what it is to succeed what does that really mean? Well, let me right. let me let me ask let, ask you this, and it's not uh, it's not to step away from the point that you're making now, but to to try to like peel back some of the layers. The there's always been this this push for us to put our our money into these different financial establishments and save. It, it's constantly been said: save, 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 save. All right. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts when it comes to that with the knowledge that you have now that banks are getting rich off of the money that you put in there and you're not seeing the same wealth or gains that they're seeing from your money? Right. You don't see those returns. Hold on, hold on. Can, can I jump in on that? one? Please do. OK, so check this out. There was a point in time where leaving your money sitting in the bank was the road. That's how you got there. Um, and that ship sailed a while ago, long, long, long time ago. Um, now, I mean, even corporate culture in the 80s changed a lot of stuff. But now, basically, it's like your 401k, which requires you to have steady employment, right? It's your 401k. Most people don't even really enjoy the thought of getting a pension anymore. So it's your 401k, and then it's how you make the money you have used for you and then reducing the amount of debt you get yourself into. Now, I came up, and Dom's a hip-hop head. Y'all all are some rap heads. So y'all know who E-40 is. E-40 always be hiding a lot of jewels in his songs so that they get through because if the system find out he's teaching, he probably won't be able to put out another album. So he had a line in a song way back at early in my earning career 
where he said, don't buy an $85,000 car before you buy a house. And that is something that always has stuck with me. And I've actually forced my kids in a torturous way to have to listen to that song. But the song hit, so I don't care. So, <laughs> he said it slaps. <laughs> that thing slaps. That's that whole of game. That, that don't buy an $85,000 car before you, you buy, buy a house. <laughs> right? And so I took that and I applied that literally to anything I do. And the reason I share that is to say the game is changing. Real estate, 401ks, actively investing even today, cryptocurrencies, starting your own business, not getting yourself into debt. Those are the easiest ways. Things that I've been doing lately, I'm getting into whole life insurance policies. I'm, I'm not playing around with it. I'm, I'm way beyond trying to get a CD at a bank. Them days is over. I'm trying to have money where you just borrow against your own asset and get your money there and then move forward there. And it's not hard to do. It is so easy to do. And the crazy thing is I teach people, I got little disciples and I teach them. And when they do it, they call me back up, hella excited. I did this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I celebrate with them. And then I tell them what I got going on. And then we go our separate ways and we reconvene later and celebrate more accomplishments. This is so easy for the average man to do. But the catch is they got to reprogram themselves in order for them to do it because you always been taught Money works this way, which is why I was talking about how money works and yeah. how a dollar works. Money works this way, but money don't work that way no more. It changed now. Yeah. Money works that way. So go that way. And when everybody gets it, usually the people in power change how money works again because they don't want you to catch up to them. That's what keeps you as a drone, making them money instead of making money for yourself. Okay, so while you're yeah. saying, so while you're saying, and, and just correct me if I'm wrong, <clears throat> While it still is a good idea to have that, that little emergency little pocket of money in savings, you trying to use savings as a means to get ahead is dead. Yeah, that, yeah. that shit sells. Okay. Yeah. Shit no game. Okay, dropping gems on this mug. Hey, got to uh, welcome uh, Sergeant Graybos to the chat. Oh, this <laughs> man. <laughs> Paul, what's good, baby? We got Paul on the podcast. What's going on with you, man? No, what I, what I mean? You missed a lot, man. We, we, we getting into it, man. We we diving in. Man, we got to start all over again for Paul. Nah, you good. I've I, I talked to him. Tell him about the gun line, boss. Tell him about the gun line, boss. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> now, as far as. This right here is the gun line. <laughs> as far as uh, we, we, we t we're talking about these ways of, of trying to trying to build some generational wealth and, and savings is, is kind of out the window now. What is everybody's yeah. thoughts on uh, buying a home in the interest of somehow uh, building building some wealth? Uh, I, I think that anything you can buy that's going to appreciate as opposed to depreciate isn't a bad thing. Nick, I, I, uh, Dr. Brooks, I'm sorry, Dr. Brooks. Uh, <laughs> you know, Nick has been getting with a lot to think about in the way he looked into commercial real estate. You know, I think buying a home for the sake of making money, you can't really go, it, it's, it's, it, it's an investment in itself, but it's an investment that you know is typically going to appreciate sooner or later. You might go through a period where it depreciates, like in 2008. When home when when homes drop rock bottom, um, if you look at homes now, I bought my home in 2010. Right now, it's worth I'm 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 almost 120 percent uh, appreciation of, of what I paid for my home almost. So it, it I, I it's a good idea, but you got to understand that it's a gamble too. Nick, I like the way that you do it because you you look big. And and even though it's a gamble, you're still going to at least at the least be able to break even from it. More than likely, you're going to be able to get something as far as what you're doing with commercial real estate. I had a question to ask, and I don't know if you guys uh, tackled it already. Has it been discussed the fact that like 
this idea of generational wealth really only matters to those of middle class and upper class. And like most of the those lower class probably won't ever be able to amass any sort of generational wealth. Well, we didn't really too much look at that as far as the classes. What we did kind of look at was and, and talk about was the disparities amongst uh, just uh, whites as opposed to blacks. Oh, word. I could speak on that. Or at least my opinion on that. Oh, definitely. Go right uh, ahead. I, I would say one of the biggest issues is the access to information. Because uh, you can't, you know, you could tell a mother of three, and I'm not saying that's the most stereotypical thing, but let's be real, sometimes in the lower income families, uh, they are single income households. You got a mother working, maybe only making 40K a year. She's got three kids. Uh, you can't, it's not you can tell her, right? You can explain to her stocks, bonds, investment, saving money. She go tell you, nigga, I got kids to feed. Hmm. So at what point am I going to save this money to build a gener- Like, I was talking to Dom earlier about it. I said, are we capable of building generational wealth or are we living comfortable? And then as we have children, are they resetting that, that clock back? Right. Cause like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I got a house. I got two cars. I don't have to ask for nothing, but I have to continue to pay that down so that when I am older, I can pass it to my son. So he doesn't have to be locked into a bullshit ass car note. He ain't got to be locked into a mortgage deal where he could just inherit my house and save that money. Yeah. But for a lot of people, he can't do that. And so, well, that's a good point. Hot with the bad word. Well, well, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, this day, hey, this day, you can say all that, man. Boy, I already put this Shit. thing. This thing is explicit, baby. It's explicit. <laughs> but my biggest worry is that, you know, if you want to tackle or reach the youth you have to find a like we said before an outlet that's going to resonate with them and for a lot of people they don't understand what it's like to have money and so once they get it they don't know what to do with that money and they deal with this obscure view especially for younger black males that only white folks got money and sellouts or celebrities and people who play sports so that's their only path to success is that. And once they get there, they deal with the stereotypes of their peers from the same hood they came from. Oh, nigga, you got money. Why aren't you buying this? Why aren't you buying that? Where, where the Lexus at? Where, where the Rolex? And I'm like, they don't understand that that ain't going to get them nothing. But yeah. they feel that they got to play the part. And so now you got kids leaving seven years. Yeah, Dino kind of talked about that with the, <clears throat> with the, the illusion. Oh, of course. Yeah, that illusion of wealth. But you know what and you so, mentioned you were you as far as you living comfortably and this this and the third, hey that ain't wealth. That no, is, it's not. Yeah, that ain't wealth. And like you said, I don't I, this the way things are set up, and I'm not trying to say hey the man the man the man the man, <laughs> but it's it's not set up for folks. And I will go for like the class system, like you mentioned, middle class and under. It ain't set up for us to be wealthy ever. No, because you pay all the taxes. Thank you. I don't know. You go back 10 years, maybe, you know, like, and I, again, I'm not trying to age nobody, but like growing up, my, my view of success was having what my parents had. You know what I mean? Having a, having a car, get a little white dog if I want it, whatever it was, I knew that. (laughs) Race it. (laughs) Why can't it be a ghost dog? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you <laughs> that obscure view what, of what, way to summarize. It's just we don't you can't fathom it. Like, you know, the idea is it's it's untangible. It's like yeah. learning to swim when you're drowning. Can you do it? You're gonna need help. You could, but it's it's this shit happened a long time ago. And I'm not saying, you know, blame the man, but there are things that were put into place to make sure that certain groups of people could not reach the wealth that they would have reached had they been left the fuck alone. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. But, but at what time? So, Paul, here, here's what I ask you, um, mm-hmm. because you can speak from that younger generation. Um, at what time? And how, because one, we, we have access to information 
that we didn't have when I was a kid. We didn't have internet. Mm-hmm. We didn't have examples. We didn't have the the the, the outreach. You know, the, the reach that we have now. Mm-hmm. So I would say to you, from from what you know and what you see, what do you think that needs to be done right now from your generation that needs to change it for the next generation? Because honestly, guys, when we talk about this generation wealth, and Paul, you just said it. For us, we look at our parents as, as, what, as, as what it is to be successful. I'm more successful than my parents. My mm. kids are going to be more successful than me, mm. right? So, so what do you think that you need to do right now to make your child more successful than you? Uh, I would say instill in them the, the price, or I guess that's at the price, but the responsibility of money and how it, it does it. It's not everything, but it could help you get a lot. You know what I mean? So, so we, so we're taking, so we're taking, and 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 I, I guess guys, I, I guess I'm, I'm talking about two different things. So, so we talk about money, right? Yes. We talk about success, and and those are two, those are two different things, right? But but when we talk about generational wealth. Now, do we need to be talking about ownership? Do we, do we need, because everybody, school, school system are set up to do one thing. That's get you a job. That's to control you into getting a job. School systems are set up for. And, and and now some people break out of it and take what they learn and go and go somewhere else with it and learn how to do for themselves, learn how to be independent. Right? And and I get it; it's not everybody. But but now, what are we? What do we need to do now to really start talking about and get into generational wealth? Uh, I would say tackling or restructuring what you teach kids in high school. That's not right? going to happen, and that ain't going to uh, happen. Because it don't matter to a teeny bopper. No, no, no. It's not, it has care. nothing to do with them. It has zero to do with them. It has everything to do with the institution. If I got everybody, yes. I'm teaching everybody how to sit there and make money. I'm not going to have anybody to work for me. So they're not going to mm-hmm. do That's it. True. They need us to continue the machine. But Aries, I have people try to teach me how to get to a bag Way back, and you won't had the red and black lumberjack with the hat. <laughs> okay, they tried to teach me how to get to a bag. They gave me the road map. I didn't care because they were speaking Japanese to me at the time. It might as well have been a foreign language. It yeah. didn't figure into what I was trying to learn. I had somebody catch me halfway through my military career and try to teach me the same thing. I had a hell of seminars. We had all sorts of investment seminars back in the mid-90s when I was in the Air Force about teaching us how to invest. This is before they had the TSP or TPS or whatever that is for the military. We had people teaching us how to build real money that you could really have and pass on. It didn't interest me because it wasn't in my cultural lexicon of stuff that mattered. All I wanted was a car. I wanted a sex appeal mobile to try to chase chicks. I wanted all that. That's all I wanted. What, I didn't what, even what, think about what's, what's the car that you wanted again? Oh, the sex appeal mobile. What you talking about? <laughs> if you're in the military right now, it's either a Camaro, a Challenger, a Charger, or a Mustang. And they all have them. Yeah. Yeah. But see, back when I was so- coming in, it was that damn Nissan Sentra. <laughs> 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 or you could have a Civic. And if you was really balling, you had oh, to Oh, no. If you was feeling you. groggy, you got that turbo stanza, that Nissan yeah. stanza. <laughs> or a yeah. Maxima. If Box. you had a Maxima, you Box. knew Box. it was going down. That ain't funny, man. Ain't funny. <laughs> Dino. Dino. Dino had that Maxima. Maxima. Boy, he, was, he was doing big things. That's why Dino got them kids, because he had a Maxima. He had that Maxima. <laughs> <laughs> But it just don't interest them. It, it, they're not ready for it. And that's because we, as the generation previous, have to make them interested and brainwash them. Let's call it what it is, indoctrinate, pick your fancy word. You have to brainwash these kids into siphoning off and investing a chunk of their income. Well, let me say this, though. If, if they were to put it in schools, uh, we weren't interested in biology, but some of that stuff still stuck. Uh, chemistry, <laughs> chemistry. Were you interested in chemistry? Or but you know at least three things off the periodic damn table, don't you? You see what I'm yeah. saying? 
put this stuff in the, cl- in the in the classes and halfway let a little bit of it stick. But here's the thing. What? If you go to these Rawlings uh, or some of these other... Rawlings is a poor example because it's a, a school of the arts. But a, a school, some of these charter schools where you, you got to pay a little bit to play, then in those schools, they have it in those schools investing in this and the third they sure do they pull out these penny stocks and they have the students do this this and this oh yeah it's there yeah those are called facts let me give you an example right Uh, when i lived in missouri and if you're from missouri or kansas city area there's a school down there called paseo high school right it's right off of truce and prospect this is the ghetto of the ghetto what i'm telling you Ain't nothing but bloods and crips that go to that school. That's all there is. The teachers that went there knew at the beginning of the school year who they wanted to invest in and who they did not, right? So you have a situation where now it's just a mini prison. And when I tell you it was messed up, you had the high schoolers and the middle schoolers were attached at the lunchroom. So when lunch happened, you know I have impressionable children being groomed by the high schoolers who knew that their life ain't going nowhere. So why not I just get me something with these little kids that I can get them to place me? The mm-hmm. teachers knew, right, that the only way out, and this was a performing arts school, at one point in time was a very reputable school. It had no accreditation, which meant that if I graduated, they go say, class with that. That's a high school. And it was not shut down. And you had kids going there every day who maybe they learned, maybe they didn't. You had more fights than you had sports. I remember I I wanted to go play in the orchestra and they were like, uh, nigga, you gonna get jumped. Just know that because if you walk out with a violin or string, they own your ass. Everyone wanted to play. You know, it, they they didn't have any funding to provide an outlet for children to succeed. And the the focus on what they needed to do or what was like important to them, they didn't care. They didn't care. And that's what happens in a lot of these. We're not talking about, you know, middle-class schools anymore because we know that, that they're just going to update with the times. If they want to get money, they want to get, you know, funding from the state, they got to update. These kids in these urban cities, they don't – they are left too dead. Yeah, that, and that's a cultural – and, Paul, you I, – I think – you and I spoke about this a long time ago when we were both still in the military. It, it's, it's, these are some cultural norms. But but you know what I, I think that what we got to do is remember that look just like uh, Nick Brooks broke out of what, what Why was you conceived- my whole name put your whole, he put your <laughs> whole government you out there like the, uh, what's going on what's it, put his middle initial in there too baby knowing, here's the thing though without necessarily knowing his complete background or, or Aries complete background or my complete background you know I had a I had a pretty good life. You know, but the reality is, is we still grew up in a very similar culture mm-hmm. and what popular in culture. And eventually we had to say, you know what, what what the culture is telling me and what I know I need. And, and everybody's not going to get it at our age. Everybody's not going to get it at your age. And most won't get it in high school. But sooner or later, we got to say, you know what, we have to move on from what culture is telling me, because culture is also those schools. You know what? My, I'm, I'm proud of my children because they know that. Everything that they hear in school isn't necessarily true or it's a half truth. You know, they know that. Now, they know that because of me and my wife. They know that because they don't mind researching and finding out on their own. You know, it's a, it's I would say it's a different time and everybody's not going to get it. But I guarantee you there's more kids that get it today than got it, Paul, when you were in school and definitely more that got it than, than when I was in school. Right. So the thing is, you, you keep pushing that point. You keep pushing the point. You go, you learn, you learn how to be your person and break those cultural norms. Yeah. Right. We talk about it all the time. We, we talk about that. You know what? The, the, the way we speak, the way we interact, simple things that we use, like please and thank you. Cultural mm-hmm. norms are these things sure. right now. These kind of talks. Right. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen in my in my lifetime. Where, where you have more of what are free that that are creating that general wealth but you know what my kids lifetime there's going to be more beyond there there should be more but we can't stop these talks because of frustration and what kids will tell you they're not interested you still got to keep putting that information out there because one's gonna get it true 
True. One's going, two might get whatever, and that's more than none. Yeah, but I think we have to acknowledge the fact that, like you said, your children had an outside influence, as with you and your wife, right? You were there to teach them and help them understand that you don't have to follow the Rat Pack to be successful. The things your friends are telling you isn't always gold and glitter. Yeah. A lot of these kids don't have that outlet. I'm not saying that's the, always the cop out. I get it. Eventually, you go have to grow up and decide what you want to do, but that's hard, right? That's like telling a dude in prison, "I need you to keep your head clean." That ain't gonna work, homie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's nice. You know, the nicety, the the reality is that they gotta survive like you and I do, mm-hmm. and their ability to survive may be based off a whole set of other rules. Yeah, the whole school of things they gotta deal with. I'm not. Man, how do we tackle that? I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. Well, I I think that. Things like this right now, like us discussing these things. Um, I, I think that, you know, Internet, I mean, and, and look, man, I'm, I, I'm not a believer that the Internet should raise your kids. But mm-hmm. I do know what information can do for people. I mean, you know what? We, we definitely enforce and look, not just on my kids, but the kids that I coach through volunteering. The, the kids that the kids that I talk to through to with other friends that I have other friends who have children and we talk to them. The thing is, is. Look, it, it's you can start not necessarily a trend, but but I am telling you, when you see other kids doing things and, and thinking different ways, the more we say it's OK, the more that's going to come along because they're going to start saying it's OK. I agree. Right. I think, it, I think it, the Internet has been the, the worst and the best thing that has happened yeah. to a generation. Yeah. It's both. It's a two sided coin. It, it, I mean, it, it's it's. The, the, like you said, the information is there if you know where to look, if you know what you know where to search and this, that, and the third, because you may or may not have that person that Paul alluded to as far as being able to drop those gems on you. Furthermore, yep. it, it, we, we say, hey, you know, get out, you know, uh, uh, and do something. But for, for many people, there is no getting out. There's only surviving in this area, in, in whatever place you are. There's folks that... Hey, they, you know, that are growing up in these impoverished areas that have never been outside. That's why when uh, if a school does or some kind of program does this thing that throws all these kids on a bus and takes them somewhere, they're always like eyes wide open like, whoa, this is crazy. Because they're now being taken out of this environment that they're being pushed into. Let's not let's let's not lose sight of that. They are put there in these boxes and left to just do whatever, just out of sight, out of mind. Okay, those people live over there. Cool, they're out of the way. You know, we'll send police over there once in a while when we get around to it or whatever, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. to have the, to have that knowledge, you still okay just because all the knowledge is there on the internet. We got to be able to point folks to the right direction. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, man, that, that, I think that that comes from that's where we and our generation have to kind of take control because, you know, you know, schools aren't going to do it. You know that, that corporations aren't going to do it. They need people to work for them. You know, it, it's it's up. It's up to us. And, and, uh, and honestly, like I said, we talked about this, you know, last week, you know, how many of us are volunteering to get out and do yeah. something to coach? How many of us are, are getting out and, and doing, you know, forums like this or talking to children taking the time to go and find out and, and whatever subculture you're you could be it could be church it could be anything whatever whatever you know the, the ability to get out there and speak we have we have that and the thing is we got to make it cool to be to to be to to, to learn we got to make it you know my, my daughters talk about that all the time man oh i'm a you know everybody calls me a nerd because i'm in whatever you know what you're gonna have to be okay with that sooner mm-hmm. Understand that what you're doing with yourself is, is going to yield more profit than what they're doing with themselves. You know, but you got to stay that course. Mm. You know, you got to stay that course. And we're and we're here not not only to to assure them that 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 they're doing the right thing, but but also you know anybody else who wants to listen and look at at us as examples. You know, we always teach them whether we know it or not. The way we care ourselves, the things we do, you know, all, always, you know, just just because of who we are and these discussions that we have, we're still teaching somebody. Somebody pay attention to what you're doing 
right now. Yeah, I, True. I totally agree with that. Dom, I got a question for you because there was something that came up, and I keep referring to this article, um, but <clears throat> I found some of the stuff in the article like, okay, that's cool, and then some of it, it was kind of like, man, get out of here. But one of the things that they mentioned was um, starting a business, which I think it sometimes can be problematic because there's all sorts of loopholes and things and you got to jump through and money you got to pay for this, that, and third. But w- what are your thoughts on, on, on starting a business to, to generate wealth? Uh, well, I know Dino has a business and I know you're starting a business as well. And- and Dr. Brooks probably has like five or six businesses. Six of them chance. <laughs> but my thing was after you know I retired, um, I no longer wanted to work for somebody. <laughs> so, you know, the the idea of me getting up and, and going into an office um just didn't jive with me, you know, anymore. So you know, it was one of those those thoughts. It was that light bulb. I was like, look, I got to get up and hustle. You know, I can control my destiny more so than, you know, me going to the office and doing the, you know, the random nine to five where I'm really not going to benefit from it. Um, because even, you know, owning a business, you know, I can bring my family into that. Therefore, I, you know, I can kind of, you know, show my kids, you know, what it what it takes in order to, you know, to to generate a dollar. And then every, you know, dollar that I earn, you know, obviously that is, you um, kind of you know used as an example like it's it's uh what is what is the word you take more pride you know in in the in the money that you earn when it's something that you gotta you know wake up every day and grind for it Mm -hmm. Um, so for me it was it was extremely important my wife's doing the same thing she's starting starting her business because she felt the same way she just did not want to work for anybody anymore and we kind of wanted to you know to invest in ourselves mm. and then eventually start, you know, investing in our kids. Um, so I think somebody, you know, brought it up earlier, you know, talking about in terms of, you know, the school system, you know, obviously you're not, your children aren't going to necessarily get, you know, what they need in order to, you know, survive in this world. And um, education just doesn't, you know, stop in the classroom. So even for us, you know, we're trying to teach our kids, you know, about money. My kids are young. My kids are only six and three, you know what I mean? So we kind of integrated that, that learning, you know, in regards to our, our business as well. So, you know, learning about their money, investing in ourselves, also investing in our kids. Um, Cause you know how it is, you know, with black folks, they, you know, at least for young folks, they want to get into entertainment. They want to get into sports and that doesn't necessarily work for everybody. You know, and black folks, you know, unfortunately they got, you know, labor market discrimination, you know, and they're, you know, pushed towards occupations that are less secure, they're lower paying, you don't get as many benefits, um, career advancement sucks. Um, so I didn't want to be a part of any of that. I wanted to start my own business. And in terms of my kids, you know, we're kind of pushing them in in directions to where they can, you know, contribute and benefit from like innovation advancements in technology so whether that be you know stem and, and tech and things of those of that nature um that's what we're doing now you know what i mean we're we're kind of you know doing our own thing and not letting others you know dictate you know how we move so that's kind of like my way you know in regards to helping you know build generational wealth yes i can do it you know financially by starting my you know, my own business and getting my money but then I can turn around and take that money and invest in my kids, you know, and, and push them in directions that, you know, we feel as if they will benefit from and not have to, you know, worry about, I guess, you know, outside influences because chances are my kids ain't going to play no sports. My <laughs> son, my son just did flag football and 18 came in last and he was running. <laughs> he was running. He would, he would get the ball. He was a running back. He'd get the ball and run backwards. Like, it ain't happening. It might no be a late bloomer. What are we talking? You about? never know. I mean, it, it, it could be, but at the same time, um, that'll that be the backup a, plan. Yeah, sports yeah. takes a long time to cultivate. You know what I mean? But if I can start, you know, he likes to he likes to draw. He likes tech. Right. You know, what I'm saying he likes iPads. These are things that we could start getting into right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I can push. And that is not where the openings are in sports. The openings are look where the gray waves are coming. There's about to be. They need airline pilots like 
crazy. Right. Because all those, that's where the openings are. You go where the openings are, right? Why are we competing for the same 20 jobs when there's half a million jobs over there that pay very well? Yeah. Right. So we have to, it's, that's part of that reprogramming. I'm sorry for interrupting. Hey, one of the things I like no, that right. you said as far as the, 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 the business stuff that you and your wife are working on is mm. honestly, that can be passed down as well. Exactly. And that's like a my wife thing. My wife actually puts um she when she like getting her LLC and all that stuff built, she actually named her company after our kids. You know what I mean? Because she, you know, all I mean, not even just she, all of us, you know, obviously we're having this conversation because, you know, unfortunately we may have done all right growing up, but you know, our parents didn't really, you know, pass down you know, a whole lot of money to us, you know what I mean? So we're kind of, you know, trying to, we're starting over, you know what I mean? So we want to ensure that when we are gone, our kids have something, you know what I mean? Whether it be our business, whether it be the house, you know, and then lastly, you know, they have some money so they can have a little bit of, you know, economic, you know, stability. Cause at the, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I think like LeBay said that, you know, money helps, you know, money ain't everything, but Money helps. Yeah, Nobody's well, I'm gonna be honest. Mine, they gonna have a they gonna have a, a a decent running business, some cars and a house, but they ain't gonna have no dough. I ain't, hey, I'm gonna spend all that up. Right. That's gonna be gone. I'm just gonna be real with you. My all my money gone. <laughs> easy, easy shacks. I'm sp- I'm spending y'all, mine. Y'all not rich. I'm rich. Yeah, you're not rich. That's <laughs> right. You ain't rich. I'm rich. Hey, but you know what, Dom? Dom. But the thing is, what you in and what you you didn't mention is and, and remember this every everything you're doing like i said man every everything you do is a lesson because your kids are watching you and i don't care who you are yeah. your kids are watching you it's not always about sitting them down and telling them what you're doing they see what you're doing mommy and daddy don't work for nobody oh all my friends parents work for somebody my right. parents don't work for nobody work so what you're doing is you're giving them another reality you know, a, a vision of what they can do and, and that they can even take it farther. Sometimes that's even more valuable. It's just like when we talk about like, um, and, and I use this, I use this example all the time. We talk about like Barack Obama, right? The most important thing Barack Obama did for black people in his presidency is show us that a black, a black man can become president. Yeah, true. Right? Forget about all the things that he couldn't do because it blocked him and everything. You know what? Not even important. The most important thing he did was show people a black man could become president. Now it makes you think, well, what else can I do? Oh, he did that. I can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's just as important as giving them something that they can hold, giving them the idea and letting them know that, that you, if you dream it, you can do it. You got to figure out how to do it. But if you, if you dream it, you can do it. That's important. And that's something that I didn't see growing up. Well, it's funny you mentioned things that you saw. There was a, I forgot uh, where it was, but there's a study that was done for talking about uh, literacy, talking about people who saw their parents read, would, hmm. there was this greater in- chance that they would be readers because they saw their parents doing it and reading, so they would they would read. So in that same vein, in that same light, okay, here it is. We have people who there's they see their, their parents owning their own business. They see their parents watching uh, the, the ticker, you know, as far as uh, stocks and everything and investing and everything like that. They see those things, so they do it. Where, hey, you got family members. I saw my my uncle smoking crack, so, hey, you know, why not get at a truck? You know what I mean? So it's like the things the things that, that you see people doing, you tend to do. So as long as we're giving folks examples that will help build them up as, to, as opposed to tearing them down, Things mm. things should be good theoretically, anyway. You know. Yeah, I mean. Hey, uh, can I uh, can I backtrack? Oh uh, no, nah, uh, you sure can't. Sure can right cannot. Nah. Well, it's, it's <laughs> just some advice, some stuff I'm coming across as I go through. Make sure, and they're small, so now's a great time to do it. Get them a whole life insurance policy. Oh, we already got it. All right. See what I'm talking about? Yeah. Ching. Get them, all, get them a whole life insurance policy, and that thing will mature and start doing this dance the whole time. And we're not, we don't pass along to each other in math how to really get to the bag. Because, and I think it's because we don't know. But a lot of it is, I, 
It's unbelievable. I had a dude try to tell me about real estate in the mid 2000s before the bubble burst, right? He tried to get me in on some deals before the bubble burst. And it seemed too good to be true. I'm like, this is a drug deal. So you mean to tell me I could buy a place for 500000 and keep in mind the bubble hadn't burst yet, and I could sell it in six months for 800000 and make $300,000? Mm-mm, that seems like a scam. I'd rather, and I really did this, I'd rather put all my money into my record label and try to blow up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I became a ghetto superstar and out. lost a ton of money in the process. You, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Had I went in, if I knew, if I knew, and everybody that's in this age back will say this, if I knew then what I know now, I'd be rich. If I'd known at the start of my career how to really get to a bag, I could have retired from the Air Force worth at least eight figures. So what, I think so what you're telling me is I should get rid of this Scoob Diesel album that I have? I still have it in shrink wrap. you telling me it's not going to be Are worth you, anything? No, that might be of high value <laughs> here, depending on how it all plays I got out. original print, but, baby. But nah, man, it's like the... um. Look, look, look. We're, we're all, we all got military backgrounds. We, uh, I think the base still in the military. He's still in the damn prison. No, he ain't. And, uh, he out. Everybody's he out. He got released. Oh, he, he, he got paroled? No doubt. I got off. call him back, though. I got off death row. Uh, death row. Good um, behavior. He got off But what's crazy is, can you imagine if at your first duty station, and this goes for all of us, at your first duty station, you used a VA loan to buy a fourplex, and you just ate ramen noodles in your first two to three years that you were at your first duty station. And I don't know how many people were married at their first duty station, how quick it happened, whatever. But you bought you a fourplex, and then you PCS somewhere, and you refinanced that fourplex from a VA loan, which was zero down, to a conventional loan. And then you went to your next place and bought you another fourplex mm. with zero down because it was a VA loan. And you were there for three to four years. So now we're talking about you're around your six, seven year you're marking the military. And then you went to your next big location. Now, this is all stateside, of course. But you went to a third duty station and you bought you another fourplex with, with a VA loan. And now you're a damn staff or a tech, and you have 12 rental units. Mm. That's insane. And you've been in the military seven years, and you have 12 rental units. That's getting the bag. It's, and what I just said isn't even imaginary. It's not even far-fetched. It's actually, depending on what you know and what you're putting to uh, what you're applying par for the course and see that's and, the, and that's as, part of the issue not knowing and as parents though and and dino would tell you when we have private conversations i'm always telling them what to do and i'm probably wrong but i still tell them anyway my whole thing is dino you need to make your son do this and then you need to create a whole business and get a gym and then you need to what, what else i tell him he needs to uh franchise it and blah 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 blah. And Dino's like, dude, I just want to enjoy my life. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, you don't need to enjoy your life. Get to this money. I'm gonna come shoot you in the face. And see that's why we well, that's yeah. that's like the major reason we have in conversations like this. And that's the one of the biggest reasons to have this podcast and stuff like that. So that we can kinda kinda guide people or just it, not even it, not even if we're not guiding anybody. As long as we're starting a conversation and, and it can that conversation can be continued, which is what we're gonna have to do at a later time. Cause we're running out of time. But Dr. Brooks, I wanna I wanna thank you. Dom, you know you, hey, now, you, you, you know you the boy. Paul, appreciate you. Dino, thanks for being on the call. We're gonna hey, we're gonna continue this. We're gonna continue this, but I'm gonna stop recording. How about that? Check us on the next podcast. I like how you, you like how we deal with it.
how you threw me under the bus about buying these J's. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you did chuck it. No, no, I didn't. Oh. excuse it uh next week we'll be right back on it with a new episode so stay tuned for that